This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Harry Trades, who's been on before. You might remember him, the handsome Welsh guy. And we talked about loads of stuff, including the Stand for Peace campaign, uh, helping to raise funds for those in Ukraine, a great initiative by SoRare. We talked about the Mbappe that was won in the Underdog League, which is insane. Loads of your questions, look into the future, look into the summer, look into the World Cup. We talked about it all and finished with the 137 game as usual. Please do subscribe wherever you are and uh, enjoy the podcast. Harry, it has been a while. I don't know how long it's actually been, but it's been long enough. Um, you're on absolute fire at the minute, and I'm going to see you in real life soon. So I thought we'd we'd do our last piece of content th- like over the ether with someone we haven't met before. Um, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. Yeah, doing really well. Like you said, on a bit of a hot streak. Um, very happy with it, but it's been a long time coming. I think I've been I've been quiet for a few months, so it's nice to be back in in and amongst the rewards, you know. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A uh, couple of okay rewards, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I feel like, I don't know if everyone feels this, but I honestly feel like my whole gallery is depleted at the minute between injuries, between European rotation, uh, between, you know, like Belgium and the Eredivisie. I don't know even how many of them have games this weekend, if at all. Um, yeah, one. One. And like, it's, I don't know. I just feel like unless you're like Asia and MLS or America is heavy at the minute, like you're feeling the pinch. I'm starting to feel the end of the season and I'm thinking it's going to be a long summer unless I make a few signings and it's definitely the wrong time to make a few signings. It should have been five months ago. So I don't know, lesson learned, but yeah, enjoy myself, but not particularly optimistic going into this this game week. Have you got any nice teams? Like, well, to be fair, me and Quinny built a few this morning. He helped me and like someone asked me out of 10, how, um, how, how sort of happy, optimistic are you, you know, for the game week? I gave it like a six. I don't know. I feel like my hot streak's going to end this week. I, like I've been, I'm back to mm-hmm. back to back at this point, like midweek, weekend, midweek, this week. And then like, obviously this game week we've got coming up two six two. Now, if I'm honest, if I had to put money down, I'd say I'm not going to win anything. Um, I've got a decent under 23 rare pro, but with no Gakpo, like you said, no Eredivisie, no Belgian boys as well. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I am, a, I am a little tight. No Tanny because he's playing against his parent club. Oh! <gasps> I didn't even know that. I didn't, I didn't know either. even know that, man. I never knew. Rob Marshall, if you're listening, you are a last week's saver. guest. Oh, yeah, last week's guest. He actually DM'd me this morning and said, make sure you remember, Tanny is not playing this weekend. Uh, Quinny, I, though, Quinny was on it, but I wasn't personally. <laughs> I reckon, like, I'm just looking. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I put out a video of my lineups earlier, and already a load of people have, have told me. So I would have found out anyway, but Jesus. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Harry, I'm actually, this is, we're flipping this podcast in its head after 40 something episodes. We never really talk about specific game weeks or teams. So what I'm going to do is we're just going to talk about a few teams we've got coming up. Um, and I suppose people at home, give us feedback, please. Let me know on social, DM me, do whatever. But say like, do you enjoy us talking about the upcoming game week? Because it's always going to be, I find, when you're talking to guests on a very personal, like personal gallery level, in a sense, very self-centered level. We're not going to talk about all the players and all the fixtures uh, that's almost a, a problem with so rare. This is a big topic, actually, right? Let's just go for it, Harry. Yeah. So, you know, whenever your people play FPL, 
there's loads of content around the individual fixtures and players to target for that game week. You know, yeah. it's all about picking players based on form and fixtures and, and guys for game weeks and who you're going to captain. And and quite often people feel that the so rare space is missing that content. But I feel the problem is, is that people's galleries aren't quite as agile as FPL because there's money involved. So you actually have to sell people, potentially make lose money and you need to get trades over the line. And on top of that, there's like a million leagues, 40 something covered leagues at the minute. So like being able to cover them all in depth is hard. And for even you or me to follow players or teams that we don't give a shit about because we don't hold the players isn't going to happen. So that type of content, it's really hard. And that's why, that's why there isn't that much of it. So it inevitably means that if we are to talk about this weekend, we're going to talk about it from our own perspective. And I never know, does that interest listeners or does that bore the tits off them? It's a, it's a good question. It's a good conundrum, but I mean, it can only relate really if they have the same players in a weird mm. way. That doesn't have to mean necessarily mean the same scarcity as we know, obviously, you know, there's thousands of limited yeah. players now to where, you know, if I speak about Jesus Ferreira, for example, just because I have the rare, doesn't mean that like somebody with the yeah. limited can't relate in that sense. Um, and if someone got the super rare, whatever it is. So like, yeah, you are right. It, I don't think that content can exist really. Um, like me and Quinny did a little live stream this morning, like I said, and you know, we, we tried to preview all the games, not every game, but you know, the standouts, you'd be there all day. Like you, there's, there's too many games, like you said, too many leagues, too many players. And if you don't have those players, it's hard to really go in depth on them. You know, that, that, that is definitely a struggle for sure. So look, we'll talk about a few of, we'll maybe go for like our three favorite lineups of the week each. People can mm. let us know, do you like this segment? Do you hate it? Because if you hate it, let us know. Maybe not tell the world that you hate it, but let me know that you hate it. And if you love it, tell everyone um, and I'll say it. Because I know that when I listen to content, I know people watch our lineup building stuff and people love that. But I equally know that I don't really love that because I care about my lineups, not yours, Harry or Quinny's. Um, that's just the way it is, yeah. you know. But I would, I, I would watch anyone's reward video because that's exciting. I'd watch mm-hmm. anyone delving deep into ten um, Belgian players, or you know. But yeah. this type of content's one that I think is kind of like um, it's for someone. It's not for everyone. But anyway, let's let's talk about them. So I'll tell you my my. Tell me your third. Will we go top to bottom or bottom to top? We'll go bottom to top. Okay, give me your third favorite lineup. If you had to put them in an order of three, which one are you like? You like, but it's not your favorite. Yeah, so I would definitely go with my all-star pro team. Um, on paper, it's a really good lineup. There's just rotational risk, basically. These players would probably play in my better lineups, in my one and two mm. positions, but they can't because, as I'll tell you now, so we got Osako, who is the Hiroshima goalkeeper, um, who should play three clean sheets in threes, flying to be fair. They're playing away, though, um, but to a really weak side. Um, and then I've got the Nico Williams super rare, um, partnered with Jordan Bayer super rare, who's playing for Gladbach this weekend at home to Cologne. Uh, both really good super rares. The reason they're in there because I can't play under 23 super rare this weekend because my Tani cannot play. Um, so these guys would be in there. Like I said, they're not. And then I've got the Enzo Fernandez, Julian Alvarez duo, obviously played last night, played like 90 minutes each, basically. Um, they play Sunday, I think, um, a way to like, Benfield or Benfield, however you pronounce it. Um, so they scare me basically. So I've just thrown them in there. Like I said, rotational risk. I think Nico and Bayard and Osako definitely plays just the Enzo and uh, Alvarez duo. So yeah, that, that would have to be my third best lineup. What about yourself? I'm properly torn. 
And I'm going to end up on. giving like a fifth, sixth, and seventh. I don't <laughs> know. I def, my my top two stand out, but I think with the the lack of depth, um, not necessarily. No, there is depth, and because there's depth, I can even get lineups out. But the lack of like my big hitters, like my Vanikins and stuff, Biscagli's out for something like seven months. A few big hits have happened. Um, obviously, like I have so many players out. I'm kind of like him and in hand. Okay, I'll say them both quick. I can't really pick between which of these. These are like third and fourth. So my all-star pro, I have Jan Oblak, Arthur Theate, which is against Juventus. So I don't really like it at all, uh, to be quite honest. But he still can't put up a score. And I think if they're kind of under it a bit, he could get a lot of defensive actions there. Bruno Gomares, who I think is actually back into contention. He's a guy who I haven't used in a long time, but he's put up a few really good scores in a row, a lot of all-around game. But again, it's like, oof, you know, yeah. and then if Rafael Leao, who's a 50 merchant, but he's a good fixture, super rare, and Carlos Soler. So that's my all-star pro. I don't love it, but I mean, that's kind of third spot. The other one that was in contention that I can't really decide is Thibaut Courtois. This is champion Europe, rare. Yeah. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, uh, Pierre Kalulu has a good fixture, and he actually has a decent game. I think he could put up a score. Parejo, you know, they beat Munich. Yeah, I mean, the, the next Champions League game isn't for two weeks, so I'm hoping he's not going to be rested for two weeks. He will play. Will he be rested in this game, played the next? I don't know. So there is a wee risk. Leroy Sané, always a risk at the minute. You know, he's not playing amazing. He's not getting lots of decisives. Always a risk. And then Coop Miners comes in. Like, this is the type of players. I think a lot of the players I've named have their own down. None of them are like class, Even, class, class, yeah, class, yeah. class. There's risks in both lineups almost across every player. So... Yeah, maybe I could have just named one of my limited lineups. Like in terms of actually competing, I think my third favorite lineup was probably the the Kawasaki Frontal stack in All Star Limited of the keeper Jung Sung Ryong, Shugo Taniguchi, Leandro Damiai, and Mickey Yaman, and then of Jetson Fernandez captain in the middle of it, just to kind of because the full Frontal stack, I won't have the XP to to win. Yeah. Um, so that was a long winded three teams for my third favorite team. No, that that makes sense. I, I see. I see why they're all third in a weird way. Um, yeah, like you said there's just you just feel. I don't know. Like your gut feeling. Well, for me, it just tells me like there's there's a DMP in there somewhere. I don't know who the hell it's going to be, but somebody might not start. <laughs> Someone's. That game. But even in those lineups, it's like even if they all play, I actually am confident that most of the guys have said should probably get minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah, there is probably a DMP and like a Leroy <laughs> Sané or a Coop Manager, right? But even if they get minutes. One. There's guys there that can shoot a 32 and just kill the lineup. So I don't know. Who's your second favorite one? Second favorite has to be just the the rare under 23 team. Um, taking a bit of like chopping and changing because I would have played the the Enzo and, and Alvarez in here as the rares. But we're going with, um, is it Bayern Dia, the F- uh, Fenerbahce keeper? Oh, yeah. yeah, so I got him as a reward last week. Um, obviously still in the 23s, luckily. So I've thrown him in. He looks like he got a good fixture. I've I've risked Wesley Fafana, who's away to Newcastle, playing against your uh, Bruno. Gomares, um, yeah. Obviously playing right now. So I don't know if he's going to play this weekend. Massive DMP risk, don't get me wrong. Um, a rare Nico Williams is in there, away to Derby. Um, with captain in Arson for Dynamo. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a new forward in the form of um, Mitsutu. You probably have never heard of him because I hadn't up until two days ago. Um, he basically plays in like the number 10 role for Hiroshima. Um, Makoto Mitsutu. Um, he's a new card, so he wasn't minted last year. 
Um, he's 22. I paid like 500 quid for him. I used the money that I podiumed with, the 0.2 ETH uh, mm. that I received there to get him. Because I'm, like I said, I'm short on forwards, especially under 23. And yeah, he's he put up a 72 and then an 82 against uh, Marinos. And then on last week's game week, he actually won a penalty, but they missed it. So he didn't get the decisive for that. So he's just, I, I've watched a few clips of him. He's sharp, like he doesn't take set pieces or anything. Um, but he's always in and amongst like the, the creative play, you know, created chances, whatever it is. So hopefully he can he can do something for me um, as, as my second best team, I would say, for this upcoming mm. game week. I like it. You know, we have a lot of similar players there, particularly with the Nico and the, the Byender, Nico yeah. Williams and Byender. But my, my second favorite team is also my under 23s, just rare. Um, I'm going for that PSG defensive stack again, Donnarumma, Hakimi and Nuno Mendes. Again, you never know when Mendez is going to be rotated. So it could just kill the lineup, which is a bit of a heartbreaker. But it feels a shame not to stick the three of them in. And yeah. I kind of wanted to keep the three of them together because PSG, Marseille, there's bottles coming onto that pitch. <laughs> you know, oh <laughs> you know, there's yeah. bottles, there's flares, something's coming onto that pitch. And I, if, if that game's called off, I want the three <laughs> of them in the one lineup. So we have Donnarumma, Hakimi and Mendez, and then up. Uh, in front, we've got Jude Bellingham, who nice. you know ha- hasn't been scoring outrageously recently, um, but he's there. And when is Haaland back or when's Haaland back? I've heard. Uh, I mean, Quinny told me Haaland's back, so I'm going to go with what Quinny's telling me. But yeah, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure because Jude back. needs Haaland. Uh, yeah. Dortmund need Haaland. If he's back, it, it's good for Jude. But um, up top, then Jonathan David, who's been nice. crap recently. Um, but he's due a goal and it's a good a goal. fixture. And, yeah. you know, he's due a so goal. That, mate. That's my second favorite lineup. Yeah, I like that. I like the PSG defensive situation. Like you said, Mendez might get rotated, but if I had to put money down on it, I'd say he won't. Um, but like you said, whether we see the 90th minute in the Marseille games are completely different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's pretty solid. Um, if you get a, a decisive, you're laughing because I think. They've got a tough game, I think, haven't they? Aren't they playing someone decent? Yeah, um, uh, Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, yeah. I mean, you'd like to think Dortmund win that, but there'll be goals. So hopefully he's in and amongst those um, those goals and assists for sure, mate. And that's the thing. Even like Marseille aren't an easy fixture for PSG. They're probably going to concede. They, they love conceding one way goal, but scoring it. So like, <laughs> yeah. it could be a high scoring game, but um, I've thrown them all in. My favourite lineup is to come but I'll hear go yours first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or do, so or do I'll go I go? Will we flip it up? Will we flip it in its head? Why not? Yeah, you go two for two. Okay, okay. So my favorite one is your guy, Byinder Rare, under 23 nice. Rare Pro, this is. Yeah. Byinder, uh, Nico Williams, Super Rare. Dejan Kulisevsky, Super Rare. Joe Felix. And Martin Odegaard. Now, Who are Arsenal playing? Just to- Arsenal have Southampton. At home? They're away. Okay, still. But it's Southampton. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think Felix, I don't know, Felix came off in that game. um, I don't know if you've seen it. Outrageous game. uh, Yeah, I think I've heard about it though. Crazy. Correct. Yeah, amazing. But he he came off, I mean, okay, he came off in the 80-something minute, I think. So like, he still has a bit in the legs, but I don't think they rest him. They're out of Europe now. Why would you rest him? Just play the kid. Um, So I think Felix plays because he... Killed me last week. Kulisevsky's great. Brighton's a good fixture. Nico Williams, I mean, Fulham are almost fixture-proof in that league. Byinder, as you said, decent enough fixture. Um, probably my best under-23 keeper choice. And then Odegaard, I don't know. It's just I've actually captained Odegaard over Felix because I feel like 
if Odegaard gets the decisive, he has the higher upside. But maybe yeah. I'm being a dick because Felix scored like a 96 two weeks ago. So who are they play in Atletico? Uh, Espanol. Where to? Third home. Maybe you just captain Felix, think, do you? I think you captain Felix. Yeah, I'm captain of Felix. It's on you. I can just see a, a double. I can't lie. I'm seeing a double <laughs> Felix. A brace. Yeah. Okay. I, I have to agree. Actually, it's happened. So that that's my favorite lineup for the week. Let's see how that one ages. What's yours? So I'm matching you with the same um, same division under 23 rare pro. We're going with Diego Costa in goals. I think he has the best fixture this weekend. Luckily, of all the under 23 keepers, they're playing Porto Manis at home. Um, oh, so I need I'm him. Quite happy with that. And then I've got the Eric Garcia super rare. Araujo is suspended for the Cadiz game like indefinitely so PK's touch and go in himself so I just don't see how if Eric Garcia doesn't get injured tonight against Frankfurt um, that he doesn't play against Cadiz at home on Monday night then we go with the super rare Frankie Amaya who's at home to FC Dallas now he was he got a red card two games ago sat out the last game they lost 2-1 I've spoke to Sean POS fans um, PSU fan, sorry, and um, he seems to think he's going to get straight back in. So I'm, I'm trusting Sean um, and, and going with Frankie Amaya. And then as my captain, we're going Fabio Vieira again mm. at home to Porto Menise. He is a risk. Don't get me wrong. I don't look at him and go, wow, this kid's just nailed on. Even though he scored crazy scores, started last game, he got brought off the 70th. So I'm a little bit wary. They didn't have any midweek games, so should be all fresh. And then I'm going with Jesus Ferreira up front. Like I said, I'm really low. Um, not really low, but low enough on, on under 23 forwards to where I can't play Gakpo. Um, so, and I don't think I can play Alvarez. So Ferreira away to Red Bull. So I'm playing a Maya and Ferreira in the same lineup, even though they're playing against mm. each other. But I don't think, I mean, then none of them are defenders. It doesn't really make much of a difference for yeah, me. Yeah, you're just hoping um, for goals. like Hoping for goals. Yeah. I mean, Dallas aren't great defensively. And yeah, I'm just praying that a Maya somehow gets back into the team. But um, risky, but if it, it could sort of, blow up in that sense if, if things go well but like I don't love it but I love it more than the rest you know well best of luck best of luck Appreciate I hope we it, I hope we both do amazing I hope we um, win lots of rewards and everyone looks back at this as like oh my god remember the time they talked about it then double podiumed <laughs> um, but I'll tell you this does Gakpo scare you like does does holding him scare you a little bit because him. I didn't buy him I'm mm. a little bit less scared because I obviously yeah, won I him, that. right? So I think, but then let's just say, I, let's just pretend I bought him. Um, yeah, though, I, yeah, I can't say he doesn't scare me. But then like the fact that like Ruud van Nistelrooy is going to become the manager, I, can they convince him to do another year? It wouldn't surprise me. I know mm. there's big money involved, but like you look at like some of those transfers like in the past from the Eredivisie, like when Depay did it and moved a bit premature. Yeah, he was killing it for a few years, but the, you know, Gakpo's killed it for a year. Does he need to do it? I think he maybe needs to do like when maybe one more year of killing it to be like, okay, now he deserves mm. like a big 50, 60, 70 million dollar or pound move. You know, I think yeah. it could be a bit premature if he gets like a big move now to like an Arsenal, rots on the bench for six months, loses his confidence, isn't in the national team. Like that could happen. Like that is scary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I hear you. It's it's one of those where I bought him. I got carried away. Basically, I sold Ronaldo. Um, I sold the Ronaldo. I had, I think I sold it for like, I think it's like going. It was like one point five. I sold it for one point eight because it was the first season. Nice. Um, yeah. The collectability of that, and I was like, I had that 
balance in the pocket burning. And I spent like 2.1 on Gakpo. This was a few months ago. I don't even know what the price of ETH was. But the reason I did it, I wasn't even going to do it. I wasn't even like looking for a Gakpo, but I was trolling through the market, looking at under 23s in that price range. And I seen it and it was his like rookie jersey mint. And it was the cheapest on the market. And it was in line with what had been paid a few days before. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. I just list it a wee bit higher. Of course, no one bought it. So now I'm stuck with the Gakbo jersey mint thing. I did actually get offered at one stage, like, let's trade Gakbos and I'll give you 0.1 or something. Um, yeah. But I was like, no, thanks. So I kept it. And it's, I mean, I think over time, we're, I'm becoming more aware that collectability isn't really there yet. But it is there and it isn't there. Like, don't get me wrong. These things mm-hmm. matter, but maybe not just as much as you'd think. Um, but I'm stuck with them now. And part of me would have probably liked to sell them because I've I've been there with I've been there with Coop Miners and albeit he's coming half good now. Still not it's been great. a while, hasn't it? <laughs> like yeah. it's a while, like. And I can just see that like I don't know if it's 60, 40, 50, 50 or 70, 30, whatever it is, I can see that situation where Gakpo goes to an Arsenal or he goes to a bloody I, I don't know, just pick a random team. Um yeah. Milan and, or something. And, just a Milan thing. and he just kind of bench warms and gets 30 minutes here and 15 minutes there. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah can see that happening so easy and his price being 0.5 this time next year 0.4 so it's one of those but at the same time if he stays at PSV or even if he goes to the right club and fits like a glove it could happen because um, I mean Milan could probably do with a guy like him but anyway that's a lot of player centric talk and us talk um, let's talk about so rare so they announced this stand for peace thing Um we're basically, I'm just trying to find it here. They've partnered with Shakhtar Donetsk to raise funds to support the millions of people affected by the war in Ukraine. You can read their blog. Basically, they're auctioning off, I think it's like 50 limiteds and a super rare card for every Shakhtar player. Um, and 100% of the funds are going to be used to buy emergency aid, including health support, food and clean water, clothes, legal aid and shelter uh, in the refu- in their refugee center in the Arena Lviv, whatever that is. Um, I think that's their stadium. That makes sense, doesn't it? It's probably their stadium, isn't it? Yeah, it Shakhtar be, yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's a nice touch. I mean, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it as well, but like they're matching the, so whatever oh. the card, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like still we're going to match 100% of whatever each card goes for as well. I think that's a good touch. I mean, like, you know, every little's going to help in this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? In the grand scheme of things, the amount that they raise isn't going to change the world. But, you know, little by little, if everyone, if every sort of company decide to do something, you know, along the lines of this, then mm-hmm. it, it does have a huge impact. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really all for it. Yeah, I'm 100% all for it. Again, every little helps. It's it's relative because it is obviously a Ukrainian team. Um I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great initiative. Fair play to them for doing it. And look, hopefully there's lots and lots of money raised. I mean, and look, I know it's not the most important thing in the world. Maybe it is when you're trying to raise money, though. The cards are class, I think. Yeah, they look sick. Have you seen the super rares? Have you seen the super rares look absolutely class? Let me have a look. I saw Trubin went, didn't he, for like 0.6 or something? Or maybe someone put in the chat I was in. I'm not sure if he went for that or he was, okay, yeah, he's still up for it. Sorry, yeah, 0.6, 18 hours to go. Yeah, he looks sick. He looks really, really nice. Super rare Trubin. Those cards are so cool. Yeah, they are really cool. And the little logo in the bottom, Stand for Peace. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's a really, really nice touch. Um and yeah, and if it can raise a bit of money for a really obviously important cause, then, you know, 
win-win, isn't it? Win-win, 100%. I think it's a great initiative. Fair play to SoRare and fair play to everyone getting involved. Um, I do, another point on that, just in terms of collectability, I mean, if we're looking, I mean, look, whatever, how long you think SoRare goes, however long you think NFTs exist, Web3, all the rest, right? And this is obviously highly speculation, thinking of the future. Put yourself 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line in the metaverse or whatever exists by then. Maybe we'll all be dead. But um, like, this is literally like a proper, like, it, it feels historic, you know, like yeah. stand for peace. It's related to a war. It's related to a thing that'll be taught in schools in 40 years. You know, it's like, imagine there were World War II NFTs about a football club because it was war and it was a fundraiser. I don't know. It just feels like, if yeah. anything's going to have sort of historic or collectible value in 15 years, this sort of thing. So all the more reason to go and spend more money and raise more money and all the rest. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. I think the cards are class. So there was that, the stand for peace thing, um, with some Peruvians added to the added to the, to the platform. Um, what are they called? Club Cien- Cienciano? Chenciano? God knows how, yeah. you see, how you're meant I'm, to say it. I butcher names on the regular, so I'm not going to even bother trying to match you, to be honest. Yeah, uh, that's Welsh people in general. That is Welsh people in general. We struggle to speak English. But you would um, nail your own names. Yeah, like we would. The Welsh names. The Welsh What's names. the weirdest Welsh name? Um, I mean, this is just one off the top of my head. I went to, a, went to school with a kid called Sheer. So like... Double L Y R. Lear. Basically, yeah, but double L is pronounced. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Yeah. Not many Clear. 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 You got it. Yeah. Clear. Sounds like an NPC Viking in some like game. Clear. <laughs> so that's a that's a cool name. Any other ones? Cool one. Um I mean like Clear. Clear. Um Oshan, that's not really that crazy though, is it? Oshan, Oshan, it's very like Oshin. We have yeah, Oshins here, like Shridian. Like people will say Ridian, but it's like R H Shridian. Shridian. Yeah. Did I do it in the well? Shridian. Shridian. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, there we go. That's um, a cool name. Yeah, I've I've yeah, never I've never one. been to Wales. I got another one actually. Bedwear. Bedwear. Yeah, funny story. This kid actually went to my primary school <laughs> and he he went to Oxford University, right? And he invented, I mean, discovered, invented, whatever. Like, there weren't, like, Welsh like Welsh translation names for these, like... Fidget like, spinners. Chem- well, you'd wish. No, this is, like, chemistry <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm not into chemistry. But basically, he invented a load of um, words that go in a dictionary for the Welsh language to do with chemistry. Like over oh, the last cool. two years. Yeah, it's proper cool to be fair. I don't know what he's doing now. He's a really clever kid. Um, but yeah, shout out to Bedwir. His second name, Bedwir Abion. Crazy name. Bedwir Abion. Jeez, he sounds like he's out of the Hobbit, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. He's like, nah, I mean, yeah, he's not sure. He's like six foot four. He's a big guy. But um, he's a yeah, quality guy to be fair. But um, yeah, little shout out to Bedwir mm-hmm. if he's watching. Shout out to Bedwir. That, that, those are cool <laughs> names. I actually, cool. I love the Welsh accent. I really do. Um, I do. Um, Peruvians have been added anyway. I, I want to know what a Peruvian sounds like. I met a Peruvian once. I met a Bolivian. When I went to Camp America, you're in America, mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago now, I was in Camp America, and I know Bolivia and Peruvians are the same, but they're both South American, and this just came into my head, because I think there was a Peruvian who was mates with the Bolivian, and they were all there. Anyway, the Bolivian legitimately played, you know the little like um, pipe things? 
the little like yeah. this, like little uh, like no. hollow no the hollow like bamboo oh, tube thing tube thing yeah 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 that you blow along it like yeah, yeah. like Peter Pan <laughs> um but he like played it like an absolute wizard it was the most beautiful thing he'd bring a tear to any man's eye I swear to God it sounds magical yeah it was um. Don't know why that's came to my head. Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so another a huge thing happened this week on So Rare. Someone won a rare Mbappe worth something like twenty grand. Don't know where he's at at the minute. With an underdog rare team, which was probably built for a really low budget, like I don't know, probably under a grand, under fifteen hundred quid. I don't actually know. Which relative to the prize they've won, they've probably ten x their investment in one week. Um, and it was the underdog league, so it was all players that are scoring quite badly, which is an amazing story, Harry. Mate, honestly, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I know, like, Mbappe's obviously in the prize pool in the underdog league, um, and he's also in the specialist league, but everyone was like, you know, speaking about, you know, are they actually going to give him away? You know, like, mm. is he actually going to be given away as a reward? And to see that he was, and to see the team that won it, it's like, yeah, that is meant like it is crazy if we really think about it. like you said an easy 10x easy yeah. and it's exactly what so rare needs that jackpot element that anyone can come in and win a card that can propel them to the next level or change their life um and i think this this confirms that that has happened and can happen again because uh, obviously i think the special weekly disappointed us well disappointed me when i came fourth in it there was eleven thousand entrance and um yeah, it was the, the, what was it? Like a specialist, special, what was it? The special week. Remember the uniques up for grabs? The yeah, underdog yeah. one. Before they brought out the community. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it? Just before. That whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Came fourth and ended up, the, the prizes were sort of crap. Um, but this is insane. It really is. I think a lot I of just, people think yeah. twice where they're putting their teams next time there's an underdog, underdog league and they have an eligible lineup. 100%. I mean, I was speaking to Quinny this morning and he was saying like with his limited situation now, like with his pool of limiteds, it's like the priority is specialist limited, not like under 23 limited slash champions Europe limited. You know, it, his best five players, no matter who they are, that he tries to sort of get them into that specialist because you can win some big cards, like big rare cards. You know, it's mm. I mean, I've spoken about it on my channel and you probably have as well. It's just like that whole sort of rarity um, progression situation. We've been crying out for it, really, haven't we? For since the platform started, there was no way mm. you could win cards of a different scarcity, really. Um, other other than like trickling down, like we know, you know, yeah, place big rares to win rares, whatever. Um, but there was no sort of upwards um, progression. But now we've got it, and I think, yeah, it looks like it's working perfectly. Yeah, I think that there's definitely still more work to be done, but like I think this helps big time. I think this is exciting a lot of people and the ability to win these rares with the limiteds. It's amazing. Um, 100%. So, like, I mean, there, there's someone, I don't know, I'd be interested to see what they do. Do they sell the Mbappe? Michael, I'm really tempted to just go for an Mbappe. Really? I really, 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 really want one. But then who doesn't? Do you know? True. Like, who doesn't really, 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 really want one? It's just like, I feel like I have so much shite in my gallery that I don't need that could could pay for an Mbappe quite comfortably as well <laughs> do you know like yeah. even just shift the Gakbo for one and a half ETH or whatever even sacrificing a Koku or something yeah one or two more sell seals and you've got an Mbappe 100% man or just sell the shit Kick get rid of like a not that he's necessarily shit like a De Kaiser you know? it's over an ETH easy isn't it easy 1.5 ETH it has to be 
sell three, four cards, get an Mbappe. Oh, and then you've almost the got move. A, full, a full PSG under 23 stack. <laughs> when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they sign someone in midfield, Shumeni or someone. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine now, that. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. PSG under 23 stack. Dear Lord. Uh, but look, I don't know. Stay tuned. I'm, 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 I'm working on it. I say I'm working on it. I've done nothing. Maybe, maybe I'll work <laughs> on it soon. Um, but Harry, look, you, you podiumed last week, didn't you? You did very well. You got a tier one under twenty three super rare. That's right. Yeah, for finishing what? third. You finished third in super rare, the super rare division. Yeah, under twenty three super rare. You're right. I'm going to go and look up your game week. Tell us about it. Um, crazy. So. <laughs> I mean, if you want background, I'm, I'm in New Jersey. I'm visiting one of my best friends from back home. If Harry's watching, shout out to Harry, my best friend. Um, he flew over to New York, actually. Um, did a couple of days there. And then we, we went to New Jersey. I'd never been before. Um, had three nights in New Jersey. And yeah, we're just, you know, in the casinos, as you usually do on a Sunday. Um, obviously, the team started on Saturday when, yeah, Jesus Ferreira was the only rare card in the in the game, in the team, sorry. Mm. He got me two goals, like 88 points. I was flying. Um, I didn't have a super rare forward to play. He was the replacement. It worked out perfectly. Overnight, Tani got a clean sheet. And um, Yuito Suzuki got a decent AA score, finished on 73 points with a bonus. He basically got an assist. I'm calling it an assist, but the guy who scored, like took two chances to score, basically didn't actually mm. count as an assist. Um, so I was in, I was in a good position. I had, you know, 88, 91 from Tani and, and 73 from Suzuki. And then the most crazy thing ever happens. I get two clearances off the line from both Nico Williams and Eric Garcia. And I've never, ever, ever got a clearance off the line from any player before. And that's the gods on his yeah. team. And I get them both <laughs> yeah. in one team and one's the captain. But then it gets a little yeah. bit spicier because Eric Garcia gives away a penalty. <laughs> so at one point I'm on 511 points. I'm watching oh, my man. friend play craps. I, I'm, I'm like out of this. Like I can't even concentrate. I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's, hey, I'm top. At the time I was top because Julian Alvarez hadn't played yet. And there was a guy yeah. behind me who actually won it, Team Bambi. He was on like 560 points without a captain Alvarez. It was crazy, right? So we blew it. Even mad, though Alvarez, yeah. Yeah, it was mental. Even though Alvarez didn't even score, he didn't need him to. Garcia was on a flat hundred. He, you know, he had 148.5 points maxed out. I said, you know what? I could win this because Alvarez might have got rotated at the time. He didn't, but mm. whatever. Garcia gives away a pen. Barcelona gave away three penalties in one game. Oh, and it was handball as well. And this is one thing I'm going to bring up to you, John. Do you think it's fair that defenders get penalized for penalties conceded, even though the penalty was missed? Compared to forwards, i.e., I think Paulinho won a penalty on the weekend and Diaby missed it and he doesn't get the decisive. Is that a double standard? It is, yeah. I, I think the forwards should get it and I think the defenders should get penalised, regardless yeah. of the outcome of the penalty. Do you know, if you win the penalty, it's a penalty won. Yeah. If you concede <laughs> a penalty, it's a penalty conceded. It doesn't actually matter what the outcome is. Like, that is probably one of the, like, the biggest, most bollocksy rules about this whole game. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. actually just illogical. I don't know who signed that off or if it was an no. oversight. And like, I don't think anyone complains if that's changed. No, they they don't. That's the issue. Like people mention it now and again when their player misses a penalty and whatever, but no, it's not really like spoken about to a level to where, but then that could be why it might be 
the reason why is like nobody's like missed out on something. You know what I'm saying? Like people only start going crazy. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah, for whatever reason. But like, I mean, if they turn outrage. around and say, like, if you win the penalty, you've won the penalty. Now it doesn't matter if it's conceded. I don't think there's anyone who comes out and say says the game's changed. The matrix has been changed on us. This is a dis- yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? No, I think sorry, like yeah. while, I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Completely while you did. still have to give some notice because just to be in line with all the practices and T's and C's or just the kind of the business you want to be. Yeah. I think you could actually do something like that overnight and just put out a wee thing in like support or announcements. Say look, we've changed this. It's illogical. It's stupid. I mean, that has to be changed by next season because it is just stupid. It really is. But regardless, like I said, Garcia conceded his penalty. So then he ends up, he ends up finishing on 82 points, 121.92 with the bonus. So I'm sitting in second, nice and comfy. I then look down a little bit and I see that there's a few guys with Mamadashvili, the Valencia keeper, right? And they played Monday night. So I fly home Monday um, and luckily I I land at like one, I get home for two and the game's at three. So I was like, no, I'm just going to stream straight away. Let me just get straight on stream and just watch it. Anyway, watching the game, Valencia score, (laughs) of course they do, right? You know, whatever. Valencia won it up away to Vallecano. Um, It goes one all. I celebrate like mad. Of course we got disallowed. Yeah. Oh. You, you just knew. Sofa score was trolling sick. me. Oh, sickening, mate. Absolutely sickening. Because at this point, um, the clean sheet had been added, if that makes sense. So it was after yeah. the 60th minute. So I'm I'm fourth. And I'm like, at this point, I'm getting a tier two, but no ETH. I'm like, you know, it ain't the end of the world, but whatever, right? They end up scoring like the 80th minute and I go absolutely ballistic. Valicano do. Um, yeah. Obviously, Mamadash really loses his clean sheet. He didn't have a... Funny... This is actually really funny, actually. So he had his clean sheet, but he had a minus AA score because he was giving the ball away right for kicks. Mm. So at one point, I was actually third, even though Mamadish really had his clean sheet added because of his, you know, he had a flat 60 basically. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. was so close to where it basically he ended up making one save and he ended up going, like the guy ended up going third. I went back to fourth and then they conceded. Luckily, I went back to third. Yeah. Um, but then what's even crazier in a way is like the prizes that they gave out, like fourth, fifth, like no, like no disrespect. Like they're really bad. Like the guy yeah. who got fourth is like a is, he got like a guy called Miguel Berry plays in the MLS and like compared to like luckily what I got and like PSU fans actually finished seventh and got a Amadou Onana Super Rare, which was probably the one of the best tier twos I've seen in there. Other than that, like there was a load of dross in there. Like no disrespect, Gio Reyna for first is unbelievable, but that's first. Um, so I'm I'm so grateful that I finished third because I would have. Honestly, like I would have been really, really sad, you know, like finishing fourth, mm. best score ever, 485, whatever it is. And I end up getting like a card that's like, no disrespect. He is, I don't think he's even worth over like 0. 0.2, oh, 0. 0.3. Mate. Like, people are sick of this, right? It goes, and they know what I'm going to say already. They know what I'm already going to say. That special weekly where I got Grisha Promo and the guy behind me got Danilo. Sickening. Like, it is sickening. Do you know? It actually is sickening. Now, I know it doesn't sound like I'm over it. I am over it. But like in general, the super rare rewards or whenever you get super rares involved, it just seems to be shocking. It's worse than rare. In my Way worse. in my experience. Now not I haven't done, I haven't got the data here, and maybe it's ten times worse than rare. But like for me in my experience, I don't know if it's the valuations are a bit different with super rares. They've less data to go off and therefore they're less accurate. But like, man, the amount of times you see like super rares been given out in the wrong order. 
It's obscene. And all it would take is one half-engaged player who has so, so, so rare data open to fly through the top 15, 20 places of each division each week. Like, and I know I know they don't want it to be manual. That's just work. But I mean, like, fuck's sake. I agree. Like, people, you, you, people work hard and do the research and you finally get your break. And like, you've worked and you've, you've never had, a, you, you mightn't have ever had a podium or you might have had a couple of them and you're going for your first ever win. And then you finally get it and you get shafted with the rewards with the guy two places behind you gets a better reward. Like, what sort of fucking game is that? Nah, do you know? I, know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. He's sickening. Like, I'm, I'm just looking through the prize pool that like I pulled this. So the guy, I, for those who are listening that don't know, I, I pulled an Arakai who plays for Hiroshima Antlers. He basically doesn't really play anymore. He's on the bench. He's a bit of like a wonder kid though in, in Japan, whatever. He had a really good year last year. Took set pieces, mm-hmm. took pens, took free kicks. He was the guy if you wanted to play under 23s. He's not the guy this year. They brought in a few different players. They've got Suzuki from Belgium, whatever, right? But like looking at the prize pool, like he's fifth lowest in the prize pool if that makes sense so you've got kevin cabral right at the bottom pavidilis you know the az guy Pavlidis, yeah yeah and then you've got um Hadel, which is actually an under 23 starting keeper for rapid when uh, marcus thuram's in like fourth and then iraqi was fifth so like what i'm saying what i'm getting at is like they've given me like a low guy as well you know what i'm saying like i've not mm. i've not got someone like you look like five or six places up you've got rodrigo sergio gomez Zan- zaniolo locatelli um, Kengis under Frankie Amaya Maro Jr. Like I thought I was going to get someone in that. You know what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't going to get like yeah. the top of the prize pool, but at least someone that's like not almost rock bottom. You know, and I'm happy yeah. with it. Like it's longer term. I have the under 23 thing going on. I'm happy to wait on him. Like I, I can afford to wait on him. But like what you were saying, if somebody just gets one podium and they don't have much going on in the sense gallery wise, like depth yeah. wise, and they end up getting a player who's like a bench player for finishing third, it's like is is that right? Mm. I don't know. It's not. There has to be variation in the game. There has to be like, there has to be that. Does there? I'm wondering like, in terms of like publishing prize pools, but even just publishing like what's up for grabs this week and you actually see the cards that are there and the order they're going to be given out in before the game. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just bullshit and takes away from the suspense. Maybe. Which is probably actually the huge part. Um, speaking of suspense, I did a new like uh, rewards reveal animation thing this week in my YouTube video. Um, which went down pretty well. So people should go and check that out. Yeah, how did um, you get that done? Uh, there's a guy reached out to me who does them. Wow. Yeah, I'm not telling you it though. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Actually, if you're interested, check it out. I'll hook you up. But uh, it was a guy, I, I don't know, he, he reached out and said, hey, John, want me to help you out? Um, I said, yeah, please do. So he sent awesome. me this. He does charge me though, but that's, that's fair. Yeah, yeah so. that's fair. Um. But, yeah. Um, is there anything else there? Or are we going to some questions? Yeah, we'll go into some questions. 100%. Let's get them done. Let's do it. So I put it out. Uh, good response. And there is lots and lots of stuff to answer here. So <laughs> we normally go in terms of the most liked first. The most liked one here is kind of... Um, it's going to make me laugh, but I'm going to read it because that's the game we play. Who wins in a fight, Harry? This one's for you. Me or at Leeds are we foot one? It's a good question. Um, I've done a bit of, you know, digging in terms of like past fights and, you know, preparation. And for me, I think I think Nellis is prepared a little bit better for this one if it were to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, I just feel uh, yeah, I just feel like you've you've put too much work into um, 
into it possibly happening. And I just don't think Leeds would come as prepared, to be honest. Mm. I, th- I think for me, it's it's the case where, you know, I've had a lot of lasagna and coleslaws over the, the past sort of 10, 15 years of my adult life. Um, I feel I probably have the weight advantage, even though it's a faceless account. I, I, they would have to be pretty large um, for me to to have a disadvantage weight-wise. Um, I'm also an ex-MMA fighter with a 100% record. So, um, yeah, that's not even a joke. That's actually true. How many fights? What? One fight, one loss. <laughs> 100% record. <laughs> um, no, that's but uh, that, that, that's funny. That is funny. But I, I answered, asked the question, um, as we always do. That's why it's important. He's getting among it and engage, gang. Um, so let's see. What's the next one? Oh, from Dothy. Um, how annoyed are you that Trent is benched and therefore your lineups are ruined? Do you know what it was? I wasn't even that annoyed. I was just like, I'm sick of this shit. Do you know? <laughs> it was like, like, I don't even know. Was I annoyed? I wasn't, I didn't even look at it and go like, ugh. I looked at it and was just like, of course. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if that was at a weekend, I'd be more pissed off. I almost view, and this is maybe wrong, I view midweeks as like a bonus. Yeah. Like the, the, the weekends where I do my graft, the weekends what I plan for and hustle, I feel like midweeks are like a wee like, ooh, I want a reward in the midweek. Bonus. Do you know? 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so I agree. Yeah. But it's weird. Like right now though, that's where I'm getting my, my rewards from. Like I'm not winning. I'm okay. I won last weekend, but before that I was not winning on weekends for a long time. So I don't know, maybe, cause, maybe cause I'm, I've maybe done that transition. Like you mentioned earlier with the five months thing. Like I kind of did that five months ago when I sold my Vinicius Souza super rare. So like I've kind of been prepared for this summer situation. Mm. I added the, the whole river plate stack, like, the remainder of the whole River Plate stack like two weeks ago, Amani, Casco, and De La Cruz. Like I didn't have anyone other than Alvarez and Enzo. Uh, now I have like a, a five situation. And yeah, it looks like it's, I'm still well, I'm seventh right now in in gas. So hopefully that pays for itself there. Um, but yeah, they, it comes down to like the summer situation, like, like you mentioned earlier, I think. I actually am very tempted on top of this whole Mbappe chat. I really want to like a mass overhaul. I'm getting itchy. But, I, you know, it's such a hard time to sell. The prices are also low, but that means the prices of what you're trying to buy should probably be low anyway. Yeah. Do you know? But you yeah. need to move fast, I think. But part of me would love to sell loads of my shite and depth and just go and buy a Bayern Munich stack. Or like, Ooh. you know, just go and yeah, buy yeah. an Ajax stack and just like fucking have it. Let's go next season. But then I'm afraid you do something like that and the summer decimates it or there's like one or two moves left. Lewandowski will piss off if already bought him or like do you know yeah I wonder That's, if you could yeah. replace him you'd think so but maybe like a Patrick Schick there's replacements don't get me wrong they're not Lewan obviously um, but are they Lewan in like a couple of years maybe I mean like Lewan had a, a career to where like he only got better like towards the end you know what I'm saying like mm. when he got a lot older um but yeah, you'd like to think Bayern could attract somebody decent. But yeah, they're not going to replace Lawan in terms of goal for go- like you know for goals right now. I put, but the thing is like you know, and this is me maybe being like he scores a million goals, but he also plays for Bayern Munich, and I'm not taken away from the man in any way, shape, or form. But like, if you go and look at him, if you go and look at like I'm, I'm trying to find the the standings here of the Bundesliga and look at the top scores. Yeah, like Patrick Schick's top. 
I mean, he's in Leverkusen versus Munich. I'm just trying to work it out like in my head. Like Lewandowski's obviously amazing. How amazing is he? It's hard to quantify when he plays for such an elite team in a high-scoring league. Do you know what I mean? It's a really hard one to like quantify how good he is in world football, in my opinion. It is, yeah. Like, who yeah, but would you could have? say that about anyone. You could say you that could. about anyone. You could say like, why is Mbappe so like? Is Mbappe really that good? He plays for PSG up front, but he plays there for a reason, and it's because he's that good. Yeah. What no, I'm wondering like, is like, yeah. if you stick like Andre Silva up front for Bayern Munich for a season, does he get thirty goals or does he score fifteen because he's shite compared to Lewandowski? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if I had to guess, it'd be fifteen, like with the Silva situation. But then like. Like who would you have if you, if if somebody offered you a free card? Would you have Lewan or, or Benzema? Oh, if I had to pick one of them. Yeah, just off. Yeah, what? just for just for free. what age is Benzema? They're around the same, similar age, thirty four. Pick they? whoever's younger. I just pick would whoever's you? younger. I don't I think there's much in it though, like age wise at all. Oh, so, if, if there's nothing yeah. in it, I would. At the, what are the scores? Lewandowski dominates him, does he? Or I don't know. Good question. I mean, I'd like to think. I think Benzema must have a better score right now in terms of like Elf. L so L fifteen Benzema seventy five. Lewan. I don't think it's that high. It might be sixty. Yeah, no, Benzema's smashing him by yeah. fifteen. Lewan's gone a little oh. bit quiet, you know. Looking this up, Benzema. Benzema's on fire. Yeah, you, you'd have to say Benzema on current form. Playing for France wow. as well, where like obviously uh ends up put like I'm just sort of talking about like World Cup, the next sort of year or so. You'd have to I think you have to go with Benzema. Like and I, I, I honestly rate Benzema as a striker. I think he creates I think he scores goals that Lewan can't score, if that makes sense. Mm. Lewan's like a, a real poacher, you know, where Benzema seems to score like these crazy wraps from outside the box, these headers from like 15 yards, like just weird goals to where like, I don't think yeah. Lewan has that in his game. Don't get me wrong. Lewan's unbelievable. But if I had to choose one. If I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Benzema. And the reason is because of the un- uncertainty. If I knew that Lewandowski was at Bayern for another two years, I'd just pick him because True. like, I don't know. It's just easy or something, isn't it? No, I get that. <laughs> I completely get that. I feel like Bayern are, are just such, they're so they're just going to be run. They're just run so much better. And I feel like Real Madrid could fall off at any moment. I don't know why. And maybe that's wrong. And it's Real Madrid. And they're one of the most successful teams ever. And blah, 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 blah. I get it all. I don't know what it is. I just feel like Bayern or like if I had to pick one and I knew they'd both be there for two years, I'd pick Lewandowski. But you would, anyway, you? I would, yeah. But yeah. I think it's one of those where there's no wrong answer, really. Um, some people would disagree. Which podcast are you more excited to be on? So far, so rare or so rare in the States. And that's a cheeky little plug. I see what you're doing there, guys, but you just got it done. Go and check out So Rare in the States if you're into MLS football and So Rare. Um, Choose your words carefully, Harry. I mean, yeah, my loyalties lie with John for now because this is my second appearance on John's podcast. Um, I've only Mm -hmm. now just been asked on the So Rare in the States podcast. So I thought I'd get asked a little bit earlier, but, you know, I'm not going to dwell over that. I'm only joking. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I am actually excited. I'm going on Sunday, I think, um, talking a bit about the MLS. Like, even though I live out here, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like a diehard MLS fan. So it'll be good to sort of chat with a few guys who like really follow the league a lot more than mm-hmm. I do from like a, a broader perspective where I'm like quite in depth on the 23s, right? So, um, but yeah, no, love both podcasts. But yeah, my lo- my loyalties definitely lie with you, John, to be fair, not just because you're oh, sitting thanks, man. right in front of me. 
<laughs> Two Bob Squirt wants to know you've won ETH. Where is it going? This is from a newcomer's perspective, so would have no other players in the gallery. Um, and Big Mat- Matthew Salam says, as a small extra for this one, he's complimenting the question. Let's also consider common players can't be used anymore in rare divisions because you probably shouldn't be banking on that. So you've won ETH. What, what are you doing? If I had one ETH right now, um, it's going into limited. There's just no way I'm bothering trying to like scrape the threshold for the next couple of months. Um, mm. Really? Yeah, I think you go straight into limited. You you choose two to three. Um, you could almost just pick like a roster of like 30 to 40 players and then you go, okay, the best out of those four, the best five of that out of those 40 go into the specialist league every weekend to see if I can win that, you know, that nice little rare card. And then the rest, you know, trickle down into the 23s, this, you know, America, Asia, whatever it is, wherever you decide to sort of, you know, pull your players from. But I think with a, with a, with one ETH, you could get you could get a few nice limited teams out there you with could, the added bonus yeah. of doing that specialist every week, you know, because that's where that's where you're gonna really um, you know, climb up the, the progression ladder. What, what would you say? You know, you know what's killing me? Actually, this is taken away from the question, but I will get back to it. You know what's killing me? I'm giving away all my limited rewards at the minute. And it means that I'm actually really struggling to enter the specialist and underdogs because I don't really have any real shit players because I bought good players. Yeah. So all the shit tier twos and threes that I'm winning, I'm giving away. <laughs> so I'm not enabling these lineups. So it's actually a flawed process. But I think like the reason I bring that up is I feel like what I would do is I would 100% say limiteds on that budget. Um, I think the goalkeeper, no, well, the other side of it is like, to be honest, you could build a team to grind thresholds, but it would be a team that starts grinding thresholds in August and you'd be in the 25 and 50 quid at the end of this year. Um, wait there, the 25 and 50 quid comes in in August and a stand at the end of the year. Isn't that the way it is? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting paid. But I mean, I did a video today with uh, at So Eredivisi. Um, it's So Eredivisi. I think there's a couple of them. This guy reached out and said, Here, they have a patron and stuff. Do you want to do a video? I said, yeah, let's do it. So I did a video and it was like, Threshold Grindy Players, was one, we did two videos. That was one of them. And I was amazed at the value that's in there. Um, like there was a couple of keepers. Do you know, you could pick up a keeper. You can pick up like a 33-year-old keeper in... Belgium or Holland or wherever, and you'll get that for 0.38, 0. 0.48, right? So you've still the point point six to build your outfield with. And trust me, like looking at that, there are definitely like value players that you could you could one hundred percent with one eighth build a, a an eighth grinding team. And I think like there's probably no better time to do that. Mind you, you'll have a few few months of no utility. So that's one side of it. I'm saying like, I, what I'm basically saying is I don't feel like that's wrong, but the way I'd come at this is, and this is the way I come at it with everyone who asks me for like, what do I do with my balance? If you are happy going into the gutter and looking for players from weird teams like Nimgen and fucking Zwolle and Vitesse um, and Genk, if you're happy getting in the gutter, and that will entertain you of a weekend and you don't need the household names or players that you follow. Thresholds and ETH and, and rares, I say aim high, personally, because I feel you can always have the opportunity to trickle back down, sell that wee tier three you get, sell that tier two on the rare week you get in the rare, you're churning out Ethereum thresholds, you can fill up the limiteds afterwards. But if you want to come in and play with guys who you might know or play with a higher caliber of player, have more teams running each week, Limited is 10 times more fun, do you know? And I feel with one ETH, you could come in 
and you could buy two teams worth of like decent players maybe even three i don't really know you could buy a few teams worth of like solid players and then you could just buy like 10 five like kind of we under 23 guys who you kind of like for the next year or two who get a bit of game time but don't really maybe enable underdog stuff and then the, the rewards you churn out you'll fill up those other divisions and leagues long-winded answer but that that's kind of i think there's options at that price point you know there depending is. on what you're into the only thing that worries me with the threshold thing is is like let's say you buy goalie 0.3 whatever you have 0.7 whatever to to make up the other four players like my issue is like okay you can buy a few subs but i just worry that like if one of those one or two of those you know those five players that you start every week get injured yeah you're screwed like you're, you're struggling you know what i'm saying that main the keeper yeah if, if your keeper's keeper done, you're done yeah unless you handcuff unless you yeah unless it's one of those where it is one of those lower division teams and you get the goalkeeper and the backup happens to be like a 0.05 a 0.1 but then even then is that just wasted budget when budget's already kind of tight possibly i think like if you want to do the threshold thing you could definitely do it i think is what i'm saying but if i actually had to pick i think limited's much more fun and you could still win quite a lot particularly with these new divisions where you can win rare cards um that's you know a good question of, you know what i'm saying like you said it's that thing of you you want to most people want to know who those guys you know what i'm saying who they're buying mm. if that makes if they put two and two and a half grand into a platform you you kind of want to know who you're getting that that would be my um my little view on that but yeah i personally mm. go limited like you said you probably would as well but yeah it is possible to do the threshold thing i think it's just a stretch mm. We have a couple of good questions here. Marco Sullivan wants to know Chinese Super League or A League, which would be the better league to add to so rare right now and why? Um, it's a decent question. I was actually looking at this earlier. Marco always asks really intriguing questions. But like for me, like in the most in the nicest way possible, I don't care just because I don't see there being many like under 23 talents that like I would really be gunning for from those leagues. Like, you know, historically good under 23 players don't come from the J like from the Australian league or the A league, whatever. And the Chinese league, you know, you kind of go to the Chinese league when you've sort of finished your career in that sense, like Iniesta is going to the K league, whatever. And I've got nothing wrong with that. I just think like for me, like from a selfish point of view, like I don't really care, but I think the Chinese league would be a nice addition. Maybe if I had to pick one, but it doesn't really matter to me if that makes sense. What about yourself? Yeah. I, I was just trying to look up viewing figures there. Whichever one's bigger. I don't actually That's even know thing. which one's bigger. I mean, China's China, but I don't know how many people care about football. Yeah, that's what know? I was thinking. Yeah, from like a, a viewing um, perspective. I think viewership-wise, they had some big debacle recently, didn't they, in China, in terms of like clubs going bankrupt or something being happened a little while Something ago. happened. Yeah, I yeah. Because I think happened. Oscar plays out. Didn't Oscar play out there, remember? From Chelsea. I'm sure yeah, he's out there. Um, your man... Was it Taliska? He was always big on FIFA. Yeah. I think. But um, uh, yeah, which it's one of those, again, I don't really care. <laughs> Whichever no. one's bigger would be better for yeah. so rare right now. There are a good few Australians about, but maybe that's just in the language we speak and we're in the English speaking community. Maybe there are, maybe there is a Chinese community. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Next question, Coltrane, which five under 23 players do you think will have the biggest drop in their scores next season? Nico yeah, Williams. Oh, don't don't go there. Don't go there. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, like, if he does sign for Fulham, 
obviously they're not going to be as dominant in the Prem. Like that's a given. But like, but even if he doesn't sign for Fulham, this is stressing me. Like I feel like I should sell the guy. I don't know. I think if you don't sign for Fulham, he's going to move somewhere really good. Like, well, that's really the thing. Good. I suppose he's not going to go and bench warm at Liverpool again. No is he? chance. No, no, not after this season he's had with Fulham. You know, people aren't stupid. Like clubs aren't stupid. They've seen what he can do at a, a good level in the champ. All right, he's a, he's at a good team, so he's going to be around good players. But nonetheless, he, he deserves to be there, and he's taken he's taken the chance by storm. Like for mm-hmm. someone who's been bench warming at Liverpool for like two years, understudy to Trent, whatever, never really going to get a game ever, probably um, for until Trent time. retires. Yeah, so like. You, you've got to move on and I think he knows that um, but Fulham seems like the most obvious like I've spoke to people about this and it's like I don't want him to sign there really even if they do get to the prep because I think he could get a move somewhere like random if that makes sense like to where maybe abroad like in the Spanish like so you know like Trippier went out like he's that type of player like Matty Cash apparently is wanted by Atletico Madrid like Nico's like a young Matty Cash in a, in a very similar way if that makes sense so like that type of mm-hmm. attacking right back is very welcomed abroad and it wouldn't surprise me if, if he did if he did move away it's a big thing at 21 whatever it is but you know if the money's right and stuff I think I think I could see him in a different league and I don't see his score really being that different obviously the peaks aren't going to be as crazy mm. but I still think I, I don't think he's going to be like a complete dud but maybe I'm biased I'm, I'm obviously biased you know I, I love the kid to bits but um he would probably be in there, yeah. If you had to say top five, he's a worry because we both have him, obviously, you know, he's on our radar. I think Gakpo's another one, like we've mentioned already. I think you might as well speak, of, you know, we might as well put him in that five just because if he does move, he's not going to be as good as he was at PSG, really, is he? He might be good, mm. but nowhere near as good. Um, I thought of another one in Slamansky. If he moves, like he's mm. the guy at Dynamo, I just don't see how he gets the same responsibility elsewhere. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? They're they're all move dependent. These things, like I don't think anyone's yeah. score is gonna. I can't foresee anyone's score dropping that much if they stay at the same club. Like you know, going off yeah. just raw data, you know. Yeah, I th- I think like this is a question of which of the highest performing under twenty threes outside champion Europe score the best. Like so, which of the under twenty threes outside champion Europe score the best now? Because they're the ones that are most likely to get a transfer 100%. and most likely for their scores to fall off. So. Koku, Jerry and Timber. Yeah. Gakbo. Martinez, <laughs> if he moves. Martinez. But I mean, like, whenever you go and you look like I know take Florian versus injury out of the equation. If yeah. they, if he was if he was kicking right now, I he wouldn't be in that equation because he's no. doing it at that level. Yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. so I would say if he moves, he maintains his level or does better if it's a better team. But like this question is basically transfer roulette. It's kind an of, absolute yeah. disaster, do you know? And yeah. a lot of people are obviously getting fearful of that. Maybe these big guys' prices will, will start to dip. Um, yeah, it's a worry. Or it is a worry. Have... I mean, like, God, it's a hard one. I'm looking at Koku. Like, he's down to 1.35. That's the fear, do you know? That it is, is but people that's, that's shit in their pants. It is, but it's also like he's at the end of the season like that has to come into it yeah. as well you're right yeah there, there is maybe that as well people are scared that they're going to move whatever but I think the reason why these European guys the big guys are, are falling in price is because they're not going to be used in three four weeks time mm. so you know what I'm saying but yeah you're right it is kind of crazy to look at him at 1.3 when he was what twos easy one year couple, two two months ago month easy. ago easy, easy. twos um, uh, ETH has risen too hasn't it I don't know. Good question. I actually saw someone on our stream today when me oh, and Quinny did it. definitely ours. crashed. Yeah, it crashed a little bit, did it? Yeah. 
Hmm. It's definitely come down over the last 10 days. I, I don't really follow it at yeah, all. Neither, neither do I, to be honest. I don't really hold much raw ETH or any, excuse me. Um, yeah, Saliba came to my mind as well, just in case if he moves back to Arsenal. Do I, I mean, like Arsenal are no mugs, don't get me wrong, but do I see him getting like as good a score in the Prem compared to the, the French league? Probably mm. not, if you had to guess, you know. Um, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, interesting stuff. wonder where... JD Jonathan David goes if anywhere. I wonder where Rafael goes. Leo goes if anywhere. I wonder if Joe Felix goes anywhere. These are just players that I have. Um, just looking at them. I wonder if any of them go anywhere. I think. But Leal again, might. you're talking about champion players. I don't think it's a score dropping off scenario with any of them. I think it's no, almost probably a, not. Probably not. I think it's almost the opposite. <laughs> I'm not trying to pump my own players. I just think like no, they're they're for, players that yeah, for no, a bigger 100%, club. 100%. They're there for a reason, aren't they? 100%. Um, let's see. Another question time. And let me know if any of these jump out at you and you really want to answer them, let me know as well. Yeah. Um, but the best value non-playing rare goalkeeper to buy for under 100 quid. That's a nightmare <laughs> question. Yeah. No, was that non-rail non-playing? Non-playing rare goalkeeper to buy for under oh, a qu- hundred quid. So it's basically look. Do you know, I, I haven't looked. Well, what I'm going to say Rub- is Rubik's cube, like blind. Yeah, goal. it's a go like, and find the cheapest <laughs> one because they're all probably shitters. I don't even think you could get one for that. Like, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. do well to get one for that price. Never mind one that like could do something. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're basically playing transfer relay. Like, you need one of them to get that dodgy transfer to like. I don't know, pick a Brazilian guy. He might go home, do you know? Yeah. Pick a, pick a guy from somewhere that might go home. Because, I mean, like, I look at, like, you know, Liverpool, Adrian, who's, like, number three behind Kelleher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what his contract's like. If he has three years in his contract, this is the worst shout in the world. If he's six months or a year left on it, I don't know, would he go to Spain and be, like, you know, like a bottom-of-the-league team keeper? Would he take a bit of money and go somewhere else I have no idea did he come through an academy somewhere in Belgium which he probably didn't but like do you know what I mean like trying to find <laughs> yeah, yeah. those links of someone who's like 33 34 not playing who might go home maybe do that but it's tough I mean one just come out just off the top of my head randomly like Patayov who used to, who plays for Shakhtar um, there's no like concrete evidence in this, but basically if like, let's say Trubin does move cause he's like supposed to be really, really good keeper, whatever under 23. Um, Patayov who played for, for Ukraine not too long ago and stuff. He's getting on a base. He's what 37 now. Um, he could then, but you know what I'm saying? He could just do another year or so at Shakhtar. If then Shakhtar come onto the platform, you know, in their native league, of course they play in the champions league and stuff, but then this is you know, Ukraine. We're speaking about here. We don't know what's going to go on in there. Um, you know, in this, current situation um which is sad to really think about isn't it but um yeah yeah i was just thinking that he's he's actually fifth there's one up for 57 48 quid um so yeah he's cheap enough but yeah whether anything comes of that is it's really tough to that that question's almost impossible if i'm honest yeah yeah it's that price for a reason yeah um all right let me see i've got a question here actually i like from where on earth was it? Yeah, Breezy, do you have a strategy for the World Cup and are you buying players now in preparation? And Weston Davis wants to know what under 23 you're most excited to watch in the World Cup. So kind of just World Cup. World Cup's coming out in conversation. It's what, six, seven, eight months ago away? Seven yeah. months away or something? Yeah, it's yeah. creeping up. Um, 
I was obviously over the moon that Costa is going to look like to become the only under 23 keeper in that port tournament. So I wouldn't even be speaking about um, like being excited for it if it weren't for his situation, because that obviously allows me to somehow put out um, an under 23 lineup, you know, when the World Cup's on. I don't have the best, like, obviously I have under 23 players, but they're not like the creme de la creme of under 23s. You have your Bellinghams, you have a few like household names. Like, if I'm being honest, I, I'm just looking through now. Eric Garcia might start for Spain, like mm. if I'm lucky. Um, just looking through it. Jesus Ferreira might start for the US, to be fair. Like I said, I mentioned Costa. Um, Nico, if Wales get to the World Cup or when <laughs> when Wales get to the World Cup. Um, when? <laughs> uh, Mikers might get off the bench for, for Belgium. Yari Vesharan might get off the bench for Belgium. I do have Ansu Fati, to be fair. But whether he gets into the squad or not, you know, fitness-wise, like... I've got players. I just don't know whether I'll have like a really strong mm. like team that I can count on. But I have the goalie, which is a, a big start, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for it. In terms of who I'm really excited for, like 23s. Um, good question. I mean, the obvious is Mbappe. Bellingham's a good one. Yeah, like obviously. I'd like England. to see him playing more for England. I just feel like that's like a, I think a step up. No, you know? I think yeah, no, I, I think I like seeing so... him outside Dortmund. I mean, Dortmund, yeah. he, he looks like a leader in the pitch. He looks great, and but I mean, oh, I don't know. I just feel like the He's Bundesliga is just so attacking and fluid. I, I just, I'd like to see him like playing against a really tough team in England mm-hmm. in a kind of different role. I don't know. I just, I'd like to see him in that. I oh, know. I completely agree with you, but I know he can. Mate, he is. <laughs> As like a mid, the, he's like the most complete midfielder there is in the world mm. for his age. There's just nobody that compares to him. This is not SO5. We're not talking SO5s here. We're just talking in real life, a boy who can play six, eight, ten comfortably in any team. Like he could walk mm. into most teams um, just because of how you know young he is and just how athletic he is. And like you said, he's an, like a leader, like 9, 18, 19 is the most like crazy thing. Like looking back in thinking about boys I've played with and stuff like it's just so hard to like to be a leader at that age like you're just born with it like it's just one of those traits that you are born with and he is just a natural winner a natural leader and he has the physicality to match it like he can actually do it like a Declan Rice but like three four years younger you know they're very similar Mm. in that sense Um, but yeah what a pivot that's going to be for England if they both start Rice and and Bellingham but yeah exciting stuff I am jealous of that to be fair because midfield is probably the, the, the weakest of my like World Cup squad, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. yeah, that that would be really really nice if I could get someone like that. And if I could get like a Pedrian somehow, if I could win one, um, I'm not going to probably be able to afford one. But um, yeah, he would be like the most ideal to go with my my Spanish boys. Be at Bellingham, mate. You've got you've got a nice little kid on your hands there for sure. What's Pedri looking these days? Three. Oh, he's like three. Yeah, he's mental. How is he two dudes? His scores are better. Yeah, his scores, he's getting those decisive. He's he's, he's scoring big goals right now. Um, mm. Where Jude's gone off the boil a little bit, um, decisive-wise. But I think it's yeah. always like that decisive is always there for Jude. Like, every time he plays, something can happen with him. You know, he's he's everywhere, isn't he? Mm. Well, look, that was a good question. Um, let's see. Have we any other questions? And here you want to answer. Is there a scouting strategy to the rare division that differs from the limited? 
Yeah, I saw that question. I mean, I don't know how to really like. I think like all players, like if you're if you're talking players, I mean, players are players. It doesn't matter where they are, in my opinion. I mean, maybe you have the the added liquidity and and limited, so that if you're doing it in limited, you can maybe go a little bit riskier because the liquidity is there. But on top of that, if something goes wrong, everyone's undercutting each other and exiting quicker, so the price plummets way faster in limited. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, yeah. From that, if you look at limited price graphs, they are way more volatile because there's way more sales. And if you think about it, instead of 100 cards worth of a guy, there's not even 1,000. There's 400 cards worth of a guy. That's 400 people who are probably relatively new and a bit itchier. That's just speculation. Um, yeah. And they're sat there and their guy gets injured or he goes down and he's holding his knee and the stretcher comes over. That's a lot of people itchy looking to sell and they're all looking at the lowest in the market and undercutting it. In rare, you might have slightly bigger galleries that are a bit more mature and aren't as quick to jump is one side. Mm-hmm. The other side is that even if they do, even if 10% of the managers do, that's still only 10 cards in the battle. And even then, a lot of people will just post it. I, what I'm saying is like limited plummets way quicker. So, but Then it know. also rises quicker, right? Would you say in a weird way? Yeah, because there's more demand. More demand. Percentage-wise, it probably rises more. Does I it? imagine so. Does. I don't know. But in terms of like scouting though, like, yeah, yeah like you said, the players don't change, do they? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't change exactly. I just, yeah, they still score the same. It's just, they still score the same. I'm just trying to think, like, in terms of what I've been seeing recently in terms of like the limited league and what's been winning, like, maybe there's more of an argument that like stacks mm. are a little like defensive stacks slash like forward stacks or whatever it is. Like, that combination maybe is more needed in limited. I don't have any data to prove this, but I just, I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling that maybe because um, like there's so many teams playing, like you're gonna have the same team as someone probably. Mm. So maybe XP you need to differentiate. So yeah, XP of course matters. Um, yeah, so I don't think scouting changes necessarily, but like you said, no, no. Maybe just scout for more XP. I actually yeah. have just realised. I thought you had a limited card on your t-shirt, and I've only noticed it now. It's actually. Um, I mean, it's, it's crinkled up a little bit. Now. It's a little bit old, but basically, I don't know how well you can see that. Um, but it's like it's like a baby. Basically, it's a Supreme T-shirt <laughs> that I've had for like five years. Um, it's like some designer. I don't know who the guy is. He's on the back of my shirt somewhere. Um, okay. Some like Italian guy. Anyway, it's like, it's quite vulgar. It's something to do with like, like piss and stuff. It's like oh, a wow, yeah, like it's like a you see like a baby and a, <laughs> this one downhill real quick. Yeah, no, it's a weird one. It is a weird one. I didn't pick it. It's for this. a piss baby. It's a piss baby with his mum. I think. <laughs> wow, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think there we are. The mum, and then there's the baby. I don't know, but yeah. Um, it, oh, you can kind of see it. Yeah. Let me let me wait there. Wait two seconds. Look at this. It's probably going to be another vulgar T-shirt. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> How'd you get that, or why'd you get that? Um, it's going to be for an, an in real life video that I might do, um, which I haven't done yet, but no, I just, I just got it printed off at the local Walgreens here. It was like 40 bucks. Um, Amazing. yeah, but I haven't done anything with it. I've had it for like a month now, but I just thought, yeah, why not? I buy one. Um, yeah. First oh, time man. I've revealed that actually. So it's a little oh, sneak peek for the, uh, now my mind's racing. I'm going to beat you to the content, baby. <laughs> 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 I actually had a, an idea recently involving an in life in real life type thing just thinking for vlogs and stuff. So nice. I, I, I already, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, he might be thinking the same thing. Which is nah, it's not a vlog thing. I'll be honest, it's not a vlog thing. 
it leads us on to this question though. Go on. Rob Marshall wants to know what is your long-term vision for YouTube content around SoRare and what would you change about SoRare to make it more content creator friendly? Um, I think the one thing like that's always going to be lacking with SoRare content is the fact that like we're not playing with these players. You know what I'm saying? So like we don't have that like really engaged like ability to like if you watch a FIFA streamer, for example, in the Panthers or whatever, he's playing FIFA. You can like see the players playing. Like, I don't know. I just think, you know what I'm saying? Like there's an element missing with SoRare, which is fine. Mm. Like they're different things and they can be different things. They can still succeed differently. But I don't know, from like a content perspective, I just think something's a little bit missing. I just wish there was that element to it somehow. Um, and then in terms of like, what was, sorry, what was the first part of that? Was the five, 10 year situation, was it? What are your what are your long term what's your long term vision for YouTube content? Um, I think it'll probably emulate in a weird way, like the early FIFA. Like I think it's just gonna like grow as if like FIFA did, you know, when FIFA came out in like 2010 or whatever, Ultimate Team, when that sort of started blowing up. Like I think that sort of you know like wage. I don't know how it can work, but like you know like the pink slips. I don't know if you used to watch like KSI, mm. you did like the pink slips and the wage. I don't know. Like this thing, there's so many things you can do. It's just a little bit not sketchy but we just it's like i don't know it's just new waters isn't it like we don't really know yeah it's very new and there's not many people doing it really i mean you know there is in our small little echo chamber but not on the on the bigger scale of things compared to like a fifa so i don't know it, yeah. it's really hard to actually see i think it's really weird like i can't envision what it's going to look like but i mean is it going to change much from like doing vlogs and maybe vr comes into it that's one thing i've been thinking about we're all sat here and you're watching me watch somebody in a stadium you know what i'm saying like i'm sitting in the stadium with my big headset on yeah. at home filming it you know like streaming it whatever like those things could become a thing you know what else can you do outside yeah. of like going to a game meeting a legend like playing with a leg like there's loads of fun things you can do content wise um but i don't know how like different it's going to be from like fifa you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. I think it depends. I think that the only difference I see in, in SoRare is the real life. And they're very different in that respect. As you say, FIFA is much easier for content because people can go in at the time and play the game and it's engaging at any time of the day. Whereas I feel SoRare is so in real life and you're waiting on real life events. But that leads to a different type of content, I think, which isn't because, I mean, there's only so much you can do in a live stream. There's only so many teams you can pick. The reward openings will always be engaging, albeit they could be more engaging. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like for me, the natural step was to go to vlogging and then real life things. But then that's a completely different type of content that maybe some people don't really give a shit about. It almost appeals to a different audience. Yeah. So it's a weird one. Um, there's lots of fun ideas and stuff I have for content, but the problem is that a lot of them, it's quite costly to do content outside your room. Like, you know, tell me about it. Yeah. Well, I know and you know firsthand, but yeah, yeah, it is to do it to a certain level. Like what I would like and where I hopefully see this going is player access, do you know? And once yeah. you get to that level, I mean, we're literally talking about a world where we never shut the fuck up about access to players, access to people. You mm -hmm. know, once we get to that level, it can ramp up to that almost like, is it F1 freestylers and stuff like that? Is that what their name is? I don't even watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, you know, F, kind of, yeah, F2. F2 freestylers. F2. Yeah. F1. <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, that, that type of shit where you're kicking balls around with players, talking to them about so rare, talking to them about stats, you know, yeah. making a joke. I think like even like uh, so rare, like a five-a-side so rare tournament, but you actually got opt-to-scores or someone there and you scored mm -hmm. actual people and seen like, 
you know, could turn out that I'm a Hans Vanneken. Maybe my game just suits the matrix, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, who knows? But like, I, th- I feel like there's so much like grand visions for t- five years down the line, for three years down the line. And I'd love so rare to lean into all that and make those things happen and more accessible to content creators. But like for now, I don't know. It's just God knows where this goes. So rare could make one announcement that changes the game. And it could happen tomorrow. No one knows. And it's just about waiting to see. I mean, like, so rare as a platform could be 10 times more engaging in the moment if there were side games, if there was a collectible collectible challenges you could do that unlocks special and limited edition NFTs. And then you sit down to do the collector's challenge and record that process and unveil the, you know, the new NFT you've won. Yeah. There's so many wee things like that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, good question, though. The yeah, other one is... From Rob was, what's your long-term vision for So Rare? What would you expect So Rare to be in two, five, ten years, realistically and optimistically? I talk about this all the time, so I'll just leave you answer this one. Like, what do you see or expect So Rare to be in five, two, five, ten years? I see it being like the, in a weird, like the entertainment slash fantasy slash sport like combination in in the sense like. It's just engaging sports fans, ne- never mind just football fans, because we know they want to expand, you know, you know, women's football slash NFL slash all these stuff. Like they're, they're all in the pipeline, apparently. Um, so I just see it being like a hub to where like you're just like so much closer and you just it's just like the ultimate fantasy like experience to where like you have like a relationship with the NFTs that you own, like with the players mm-hmm. in the sense, like virtually, of course. But like, you know, you really care about everything they do in that sense. And the games that you watch of them, like it's just so like immersive and engaging. I think like, it's just, there's just Mm. so much on the line, isn't there? Where it doesn't really compare to anything else. I don't think like it's, I know it's not gambling legally, but like people have that same type of buzz through like making Mm. bets in that sense. But there's just a different twist to it. I don't know why it's just, obviously it's different, but I just think it's just a way better version of that. If that makes sense. Um, Even though they're different, but yeah, I see like maybe Sora getting like rights to all these leagues at some point and we're, we're able to like watch the leagues and you know what I'm saying? Like it's all free within the app maybe. You know, like I'll bet 365, you pay a pound, you can watch whatever league for the pound. Like maybe yeah. Sora can do something along the lines of like getting the rights, to like the TV rights and stuff. I know these things are like really expensive, so I'm not running numbers on these things, but these are just hypotheticals. I just really see it being like, the hub of like sports entertainment meets nft meets at you know web three meets real life sport you know what i'm saying like just one yeah. big you know like combination of things i think but i'm interested to well, see what i know you've mentioned it but what what would your what would your two pence be just on all that i think i i see in the next let's let's call it five years i see so rare being the go-to NFT fantasy platform and NFTs I think are going to take over society more than anyone can possibly comprehend. And I don't think that means rabbits with fucking um, bananas for fingers as an NFT are going to dominate the world. I think like actual, like it's the whole Gary Fee thing where 99% of these are going to die. I genuinely believe that. But I think the 1% that survive and the, the other ones that are created based on the success and based on the ideas, the other ones and new innovations, I think like, the world as as we know it, like this changes it in five to 10 years. And I think so rare is at the front of that from a fantasy perspective, but that's fantasy across the globe, across sports. And I think we'll see games where for the first time, maybe not the first time, it's probably been done on web too, but in niche little markets. But Mm -hmm. I think we'll genuinely see it where 
there are divisions where basketball players are playing alongside hockey players or playing alongside football players. Um, and that's a really, really engaging, tailored fantasy experience to whatever you want to play. What's your weekend of sport look like? Are you watching the Formula One? You are? All right. So you pick your Verstappen and you stick him up next to your Steph Curry beside your Hans Vanneken, beside your whoever. Pick, I, I can't even name um, Peyton Manning, he's retired. Your man, Tom Brady, Do you know, yeah. and you've got this really tailored fantasy experience, along with merch, along with real life experiences to be won, and just bringing fans closer to support, or closer to sport and supporting fans. And I, I just see this like really wholesome thing, <laughs> and I hope it just changes how fans and sport interact. Do you know? I just I hope it changes the game completely. That's what I hope. And that's what I, I see. But like, there's a million things that can go wrong in the meantime and a million different directions that could go. Um, That's the dream though. Yeah. Whatever that entails. That could be, that's a huge dream with a million nuances and little things that my little brain can't comprehend or, or suggest right now. But like, I don't think that possibility is outrageous i think there's a chance that happens in five years do you know i really do um equally there's a chance even though i don't think it's going to happen where nfts fucking die and this is all just a fad that could happen i'm not going to say it can't happen but but it's not my my opinion Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at yeah um harry unless there's anything else there will we wrap this up with the 137 game let's do it mate let's get into it so last week uh, Rob, who asked a couple of great questions there, he had Sasaki and Araki, and combined they hit 105 total. So he's out of the running. Um, unlucky, Rob. Harry, I'm going to ask you to pick two players uh, for this upcoming game week. Is it 262? And do you think we'll combine yeah. for 137 points? Okay, so we're going to go um, Arsen Zakarian for Dynamo Moscow. And then we're going to go, yeah, and then we're going to go one of my new little sign-ins from Hiroshima in the J-League, Yuki Nogami. Nogami? N-O-G-A-M-I. Yeah, Nogami. We'll go with that. So Yuki Nogami and Zakarian. Nice one. Good luck with that, Harry. Harry, do you want to plug in him before you go? You've obviously got a great YouTube channel, um, and people can find you on Twitter at HarryTradesYT, isn't it? Yeah, you got it. Why too? Yeah, no, nothing, mate. You've you've said it for me. I know. I do appreciate. I've just done it for you. You've done it for me, mate. Um, nah, yeah, just I'm just about on Twitter, doing the YouTube stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I do really appreciate you having me on, mate. No, it's great. And look, in what two weeks? Literally two weeks to. Well, I'll be landing two weeks tonight. But oh, nice. I'll be there in two weeks and a day. Yeah, I'll be seeing your 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 face in person, and we can like touch uh, our Nikos off each other. And that's Nico Williams. That wasn't meant to be penises or anything. Um, Nico's. We can like bang our little phones together and like cheers to Nico and have beers and stuff. That's actually, that is the future though. Like that's what you were talking yeah. about five minutes ago. <gasps> that's what it has to be, man. So rare should have it that if you touch your Nico's, they get bonus XP. That is Fan it. engagement, meeting that's, friends, yeah. touching Nico's. You know, like Pokemon Go, like you go discover like situations. There could be like a yeah. solo version of that. But they promised that. 
they mentioned that, but they mentioned that like a year ago. They mentioned the whole Did like they? fans go to stadiums and you get a free beer because of your NFT, or oh. you know, you go to a stadium and you get a free match tickets or upgraded match tickets because you've got the super rare Trent, or like you go here and you get a, you know the real in life geolocation type stuff where like yeah. special NFTs discoverable only at games. You That's know, the future in it. That is the that future. is. Oh, it genuinely, you is. get your you get your NFT signed by the player. I would have to mint the new NFT. I don't know how all that works, but let's say yeah, your NFT gets stamped if you're at a game that they've played at. Yeah, that's it's almost really like cool. is that is that what like rapping NFTs is like, or like you know the way like the the with the apes you can make the mutant apes. Yeah, yeah, you like mint a new guy somehow. Yeah, yeah. What if with like the so rare original cards, whenever we get to saturation, instead of going to ten thousand, they go. This is just fucking bullshit talk, by the way. This no, is me. Just I've come up with this. I've never heard this. This is me just spitballing what if it was like if you actually were at a game you could get for every player you have that actually plays that game and you have to the geolocation whatever else you could mint another version of that player that has green hair and then you sell it to the new player peasants yes but listen to this what about if you exactly same situation but what about like the new card that you get is like the away shirt or like the third kit. <laughs> I think I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> you unlock the away shirt if you go to an away game of that player. Ah, uh, no, you've just taken it to the next level. You've just you've just cracked it. An away shirt of the scarcity below the card you have. Maybe that gets really messy when you get to the higher and just like current card scarcities. Anyway, it's been a pleasure, Harry. Uh, that's one for next time we're on everyone thanks for listening and we will see you again next time thank you guys that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening on apple it'll take you no time at all on spotify it'll take even less please do leave a five-star review on your way out and we will talk to you next week